Okay, keep going. Now I'm on the podcast. So what's a podcast? Hello and welcome back to What You Talking, a Kim's Convenience podcast. And today we're going to talk about Appa's First Text. And joining me, of course, is Ruby. Hi! And our special guest today is Anne Beauty. Hello! Thanks for joining us again. If you remember, she was on earlier this season, but now we have a solo episode with her. Mm -hmm. Thanks for coming on again. Thanks for inviting me. (laughs) (laughs) So I I usually ask new guests... um, how they got introduced to the show, but I don't think it'd be fair to go into that story just because I know I kind of, I've been kind of <laughs> pushing it down all my friends' throats. So we won't go there, but kind of what's been drawing you back to Kim's? Well, um, when I finally decided to watch the first episode, <laughs> well, okay, so so let's go back. I, I don't watch much TV, yes. um, just don't have time for that. Um, yeah, and- because to put it in context, she is busy enough with three kids, <laughs> a full life of extracurricular things such as running five to ten Ks for breakfast, literally <laughs> anyway, sorry you say. Yeah, so TV is definitely not um, an addiction of mine. Um, so I'm like, uh, you know, this sounds funny. And I, actually, I think I saw an ad for it before too. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this looks kind of funny. That's nice. And then I never thought about it again mm-hmm. until Mike kept talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and saying, have you watched it yet? Have you watched it yet? So um, yeah, when I finally got around, when you told me it was 20 minutes, I'm like, okay, okay, I can do 20 minutes. <laughs> I can afford I can, 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have 20 minutes. Let me watch one one episode and when it finally came on now the first episode i watched was through the cbc website mm. okay yes. so it's more than 20 minutes because there's commercials yes <laughs> yes and i was trying to squeeze it in while i was running on a treadmill <laughs> um at the gym and it was very annoying because the internet connection kept Oh no! And then so it would jump back to the beginning again. Oh yeah. So anyway, but still, I enjoyed the episode very much. Okay. Mm, nice. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is pretty good. <laughs> so yeah. So then I was like, okay. And then and then we got Netflix. Finally, we joined mm. the next Netflix world. And but uh, now you might get off it. Yeah. To join the Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> and that made it so much easier, right? Because yeah. Because there are no ads mm. and they just keep playing episode after episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can just sit there and not do a thing. And, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's 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 great because after a stressful day, mm. it, it's funny. It's, um, it's heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just... There's so many great lines in every episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm doing the second round of season two now. Oh wow! Nice. Um, and yeah, it's it's great. It's still great, and I still laugh at parts that I know are coming up. Yeah. And I still <laughs> laugh at them. It's 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 fantastic. Yeah, awesome. That's the fantastic thing about uh, Kim's convenience is that it, it's sort of like an onion. Once you peel away at that first layer, that first watch and then you're on the rewatch you're like hey it's got something still kind of funny in there yes and you might still laugh at those previous things yes but, uh, that's awesome um so again i i know that you met the cast at bad dog theater because we went together so what was your impressions of uh, meeting the cast after watching it for the first time first of all i was kind of floored that so many Came. <laughs> yeah, because I I knew I knew Andrew would be there yeah. right because he was um gonna be part of the the show. Yeah. So I thought, okay, yeah, this this should be good, and yeah. you know, I just I just um I figured, okay, this this should be pretty good, and I'll go watch that. And then I I remember sitting in the audience and turning around, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, <laughs> they're all here. Yeah, I was like, wow, what um. Uh, Nicole was there. Yeah. Michael was yeah, there. Right. Um, Andrea was there. Yeah. I was just like, "Whoa, what? They're actually sitting here in the audience, <laughs> just like everybody else. What yeah. is this?" Um, and then afterwards, um, we stayed behind, and and there was the meet and greet, mm-hmm. and I was absolutely floored. 
Mm. I was just, I was like, what? They're so nice. Yes. <laughs> I was just absolutely blown away by that. Mm. Um, there was no hint of arrogance or anything like mm. that. Um, they were so willing to talk to everyone. Mm. And um, it, it, I was floored. I was, mm. yeah. And I think I loved them in in the show but mm. after meeting them i actually like wow i <laughs> love these people <laughs> <laughs> yeah like nice. they were so so nice mm -hmm. that's like a pretty typical comment that most people feel when they meet the cast for the first time they're really genuine they're very approachable by their mm -hmm. fans uh even people just finding them on the street they'll be like hey it's kimchi and then he he will andrew will stop and take a picture with you he's yeah. just super nice yeah mm -hmm. i was i was just and he just stayed behind and he was chatting with everyone mm -hmm. and and taking pictures and i was like this is this is so weird for me <laughs> I, I just thought i'd go see the show and then we we leave after that mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that was that was great awesome Awesome. So why don't we dive into the episode now? Uh, Appa's first text is one of those episodes that uh, <laughs> that everybody has something to say about it because, of course, it's that big sort of reunion episode between Appa and Jung. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I, I I wrote down a crap ton of notes for this one, so I I don't know if I'll get through all of it, but hey, we'll see where it goes. So. As usual, uh, we go through the intro, and I broke it up into three parts. I called the first one uh, Poktanju Magic, the other one Artsy or Fartsy. <laughs> and sometimes she's Carol, sometimes he's Zuri. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so the intro, I called it Retro Cool, because uh, it sort of <laughs> reminds me of whenever I'm trying to, I guess, introduce my parents into, like, technology or something. Like, and this is, like, <laughs> one of those perfect kind of moments that they capture in the episode. Like, Janet's bringing up uh, her old phone. Well, he doesn't have a smartphone. He's got a <laughs> retro cool uh, smart belt. Oh, I jumped the thing there. But, yeah, um, so, of course, a smart belt. Uh, the one funny thing that I found about it was when he was posing. He kind of, like, does this, like, K-pop pose. It's like, yeah. boom, yeah. retro belt. <laughs> that was great. Belt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and it's funny that uh, I could kind of relate to this because uh, when I think of my own parents, the older generation, at least my parents anyway, uh, kind of apply these kind of old world technology solutions to things. Yes. Mm. Like uh, when I think back to my mom, I think about um, a lot of the kind of well, now uh, kids would call it like life hacks, right? Like you look on Facebook, you look on uh, social media, and then you're watching this video. Hey, well, what's this person doing? Oh, they're mixing baking soda, putting on a stain, and mm. put, I don't know, something ordinary that you wouldn't think. And then, hey, it fixed it up. You don't need some fancy chemicals. Right. And then <laughs> I'm thinking about my mom when I'm a kid. She's making some makeshift ladder, and it's like, okay, <laughs> I guess that kind of works. It's dangerous, but I guess it works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I mean, have you guys, your parents ever used any kind of like these old world hacks when you were growing up? Um, for sure. For sure. My, um, yeah. And I, I wasn't sure if this is because, um, as, as children, uh, sorry, at, like my family, when I was a child, we, we struggled financially. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if it was because of that, um, that we had all these 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 hacks, I guess, yeah. um, for for things, or if it was because that's just the way my dad was. <laughs> like he he just loved doing. Like we had um, somehow over the years, he he amassed like a, a, quite a collection of tools. Mm. Okay. Um, so I I think Canadian Tire was the source because you know how they always have those crazy sales, yeah, yes. like seventy yeah, yeah. percent off or whatever, and he'd he'd always go and 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 roam Canadian Tire <laughs> and collect all these things that were yeah. super, super cheap. Okay. Nice. Um, and yeah, so my dad's really handy. Mm. Like he can fix anything. We, we hardly ever call the repairman. That's awesome. So mm. electricity problems, plumbing problems. Mm. Um, 
if our TV was broken, the VCR was broken. Wow, seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's pretty hardcore. Like, yeah. uh, if our toilet had issues, like he, he fixed everything. Wow. So he, he, this is also, so yeah, so what I'm trying to say is I don't know if the hacks was just because it's the, the handyman in mm-hmm. him yeah. that like to do stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I, yeah, I would definitely agree. I, I think that the our, our parents' generation definitely had more of a, I, I can do it myself attitude, yeah. right? Yeah. Like they look at a thing and it's like, okay, I can't reach this uh, paint roller thing. It's not long enough. So I'm going to take two sticks and somehow like tape it up or something. Yeah. It's not the broom like handle. Us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but for us, I mean, we may go, oh my God, no, no. I'm going to go to Home Depot and I'm going to buy like an extendable yes. one, right? Yep, yep. But no, I, that's you. Because you're like, convenience is more important. Yeah, okay, okay. Ruby, on the other hand, would be more a little more ingenuitive there. Because I like making things. How about you? Can you think of anything your mom's done? Not when I was growing up, because my mom was just always so focused on working. So it was just like, oh, something's broken. Can you fix it? Like, my mom would ask me that. So I'd have to fix it. And I remember even as a kid when I think in grade two, we had Santa's workshop kind of thing in class during holidays. And there was like different stations. There's like help Santa build toys or no, help the elves build toys and then help, um, I don't know, help Mrs. Claus clean up or things like that. I remember going to the woodworking uh, section and I built my own bench (laughs) (laughs) for no reason. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So I like making things. <laughs> I think thinking about your mom in particular, I remember when we were we we're in the process of getting to move. Mm. I bought all these like like twine and like special kind of ropes to like tie things together. Oh yes. And then her mom <laughs> has collected like over the years so many different types of cloth and material. Well, and my mom's also a tailor, so yes, yeah. she has lots of fabric at home. <laughs> yeah, so she has like these ropes of like different kinds of fabric all tied together and then she used that to tie everything together and I'm like there is no way that's going to hold. It's holding so much weight and somehow it did. <laughs> some sort of magic like tool like she's got to go on one of those videos is like need to make a rope don't need this just tie up all these random pieces of cloth and they'll work amazing (laughs) but you have to know like the tenacity the strength of the different types of fabric and you know how well they can hold and for her after working so many years with the stuff i guess it's just second nature right and why waste stuff like why waste money going to buy rope when you can just make it I wonder if the, is this an Asian thing mm-hmm. or I would probably possible. extend it to just uh, would it be fair to say immigrants? I don't know. Yeah, uh, not sure. But yeah, like I, I I would see more people just using their own kind of again, I, I use the word ingenuity, that's probably not the right word, but yeah, uh just using their creativeness to find these kind of solutions. Well, if you watch all those videos, like like you said, there's a lot of life hack videos. The other day I was watching, I don't remember what I was watching, but somehow the YouTube kind of had some suggestions. And then I jumped to this thing about what to do with eggshell. And then one thing was crushing the eggshell and then putting putting it on like pots that you have burnt stuff on and then throwing salt on it and then putting water. And then it apparently helps scrub it off without scratching. So it's like, what? Huh. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And they're not made by Asian people or immigrant people as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah. So, second part <laughs> to this intro that I found interesting. Initially, when Appa sees his phone, he's like, oh, you know, I don't need to use this new technology. So, have you ever given your parents something technological or something new that they absolutely refuse to use? But you knew it was kind of like, it'd probably be helpful for them. Or at least in your mind, it would have been helpful for them. Hmm. So I'll tell you my story. Um, <laughs> I gave my mom an iPad one year for oh, her birthday because I, I was kind of like, uh, you know what? You're you're kind of just watching things on your 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 laptop. You're always complaining that it's getting slower and slower. So mm-hmm. uh, here you go. Here's this iPad. And the funny thing is, she didn't use it for the longest time. She's like, I don't want to bother. It's too much work. It's like it's supposed to be user friendly and easy yes. to use. Yeah. Just yeah. touch the screen. <laughs> Here, tap, tap, tap. Nah, no, no, it's okay. You, 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 you use. It's like, no, I don't need to use it. So, uh, it jump ahead a few months. She was uh, going on a trip with my aunt Jay's mom, 
mom and uh she brought it with her because uh, Jay's mom convinced her, hey, these things can like take pictures. Why don't you just bring it along? Mm -hmm. So after when she got back from that trip, she's like, oh, iPad would be very useful. Take yeah. good picture. And she gave it to my aunt. <laughs> she gave yes. it to my aunt because my aunt loved it so much. Mm -hmm. And uh, afterwards, my mom realized, hey, I have a... And at that time, she also had a smartphone. And, and she was, was kind of playing around something. with it and she was just looking at it and trying to tap things. And I'm like, hey, mom, what are you doing? I'm trying to learn how to take picture with my phone. <laughs> and I'm like, all this time you didn't know? It's like, you didn't know you can take pictures on that? Yeah. <laughs> so probably after about three or four tutorial sessions, she got used to doing it. Although she, she kept like rapid fire, like taking, right. like, why am I yep, taking like yep. 10 of them at once? But uh, eventually I ended up getting her like a Samsung tablet, which she primarily just uses it for Korean dramas. So <laughs> yeah, that's a whole thing. But yeah, that's, that's my parent technological story there. Um, for me, mm, my parents... Well, okay. So my mom was sort of like your mom. Yeah. Um, she didn't embrace the whole technology um, thing. Mm. I mean, even uh, the VCR. <laughs> right? She'd be like, because we, we didn't have a very complicated setup, right? It was just, you know, the amplifier, VCR, um, and the cable box, I think. Mm. So, it, yeah, whenever she wanted to watch something, she'd be like, hey, and Beauty, can you come mm. set it up for me? Yeah. I, you know, either I want to watch TV or yeah. I want to watch, you know, some show some, or yeah. something. Yeah. So I had to set that up. Mm -hmm. um, but finally, if I if I laid out the steps for her, then mm. I'm like, okay, this is what you do. And then she, she, she eventually figured it out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she was never one to say, oh, yeah, I want any of this, you know, new, new stuff. stuff. Yeah. But my dad was completely opposite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he, you know, later on when my sister and I, we joined the workforce and whatever, um, you know, money was a, less of an issue. Yeah. And he totally embraced the gadgets <laughs> totally embraced it That's yeah awesome. yeah so um actually in fact he he now volunteers to teach seniors how to oh. use smartphones. Oh, that's, that's so awesome. cool. Yeah. That's so. nice. Maybe you need to teach my mom properly. <laughs> True story. Yeah. My mom's very, she likes the gadgets just like your dad. And I remember when she was complaining about her cell phone because it's not like a smart cell phone or anything. And so I remember, I think we gave her one of my old phones, which is, it's pretty nice for her, right? Yeah. And... She asked me, is this an iPhone? Is this an Apple? I'm like, no, mom, I don't use Apple. And she's like, oh. She's like, but Auntie so-and-so uses an Apple. I'm like, well, I don't know how to use an Apple, so you're not getting an Apple. Right, right. And then same with the tablet. We gave her a tablet, and oh. she was just like, oh, is this an iPad? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and she's like, huh? And she seems so disappointed. It's like, stop buying into the Apple culture. You don't even know what it does. So it's like, oh, so annoyed. But like now she's on her smartphone and she's always WhatsApping oh, instead yeah. of texting oh or calling. It, it, but it's it's not so much she's using WhatsApp. She's using WhatsApp like a walkie-talkie. But the thing is, you know, it's not like, hi, I'm here over and out. It's more like, hi, today I had eggs for breakfast and then I went for a jog. And here's the rest of my day in a long form story. Yeah. This is my 30, 30 minute podcast on WhatsApp. Yeah, her and my aunts in Hong Kong seem to have these long conversations where they record like 10 minutes at a time of conversation. And, then, and we'll be like, who's she talking to? Oh, no, she's oh what's happening. Oh, my gosh. Happening Hilarious. Yeah. That's so they really tell cute, each other stories. And I'll hear, I'll hear her when she's listening to it. And all you hear is just like on and on of my aunt talking. And I'm just like, wow, really? Uh, that's yeah. okay, though. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, no. It's uh, nice. It's a good it's use cute. of technology. It's yeah. good it that people can connect using this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she bought a Bluetooth headset. But she stopped using it, and she just uses the speakerphone instead now. Oh, okay. so it's like yeah, they don't like using headsets. Mm -hmm. She yeah. really wanted it, and that's why she got it when she went to Hong Kong. And one of my cousins was like, "Oh, this one's a good one, Auntie. You should get this one." So she got it, and then I think she got confused because she doesn't know when it's connected and when it's not. Because there were times I called her, and she tried to pick up the phone per se, I right. and I I couldn't hear her because. She, 
it's connected to the headset and she's holding the phone like hello hello and it's like stop it mom. you have to know when it's connected uh, <sighs> parents and technology yeah. so why don't we jump into the first part i call it poktanju magic um mm. so of course this covers the scene that everybody's been dying to see well i guess arguably the second most scene or big second most biggest moment people want to see it it depends what you're whether you want to see Jung hook up or Jung reunite with his dad. <laughs> yeah, that's always a toss up. This is a first for me, so you know, Shan Jung, yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so um the first it jumps out with uh Appa, he's jumping out of the store to I guess for some errands and uh and Amma makes she tells him, Oh, make sure to get Pokemon GX, not DX and I'm like, Wow, that's a that's a really like blatant like use of like a copyright right there like pokemon and why gx versus dx so i was curious I, i'm like what the heck's the difference mm-hmm, anyway mm-hmm. so uh, pokemon gx is a collectible card game pokemon dx which there isn't really a pokemon dx but there's a pokken dx which is a switch game oh okay yeah. all right so it made sense to me when i heard i read up on gx because if you think about these convenience stores mm-hmm. a lot of them do sell these collectible cards like yeah, i remember yes. back they have the it day. on the counters yeah, yeah like i used to buy uh comic cards from these kind of stores like that's mm. probably one of the only reasons why I went to convenience stores as a kid. Or an <laughs> the, the, the hockey cards yeah, hockey or, yeah, or baseball and cards. Stuff. And they're obviously really marked up, but uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go, here's my $20, I get my pack of cards. Awesome. It's either that or candy, right? Yeah. And, and that leads me to my first question. When you guys went to convenience stores, what did you guys buy? Candy. Candy. <laughs> candy and comics. But then... Whoa. What? Yeah, comics. like... Betty and Veronica and oh. Archie. <laughs> I don't. I don't call those. I comics. still remember them being like ninety nine cents. <laughs> it's so expensive <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, uh, I remember when those those popsicles that you break apart. Um, what do you? I don't even know what those are called. Anyway, it's like two sticks, and uh-huh. then you break it apart, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, you right? dip yeah, yeah. them. No, no, no. They're just two no, popsicles. They're just, oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're either like, like orange, grape, or cherry flavored. Or like right? just tri-color ones. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so they were, they used to be 10 cents when I was a kid. Oh, right. Yeah, they used to be How much really are they cheap. now? They're at over, a, like, oh, at two l- bucks. Yeah, probably. Wow. Yeah. Yay, inflation. Ask for a dime <laughs> so I can go buy this popsicle. Oh. So it's funny how they covered a lot of this episode and I'm going to really try to separate all of the parts because they really jump in between Jung and they jump between Appa and they're kind of hopping back and forth and uh, even uh, Amma's part of the story, she's like in the store and then after Mm. that with the dog, she jumps over. But so I'll try to kind of focus just on Yeah, it's a loaded episode. Yeah, Yeah. it is. And they wrote it so well that like each part is completely intertwined Mm -hmm. except maybe the the janet situation but yeah yeah like all the other ones they all kind of intermingle with each other yeah so it kind of makes this particular episode hard to talk about but we'll kind of break it down as much as we can mm-hmm. and uh so they jump back to kimchi and jung and then you see that kimchi pays attention to the people that he dates or hooks up with uh because he remembers uh, the details of hey this person was wearing lady danger and of which course, is a lipstick color name apparently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and jung on the other hand only remembers he was with the super hot bass player which, uh if if he had remembered any kind of details he probably wouldn't have uh reunited with appa because this whole Thing wouldn't have happened. Yeah. He, the only reason why he did all this was because he thought he was talking to a girl. Hop, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, of course, we see Appa struggling with uh, his iPhone. He He's trying to bring up the part or call up a fact when Japan attacked Korea <laughs> and it recognizes Takoria. That was hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, it, it led me to also look into so Siri or whatever the Siri equivalent in the Kim's verse, mm-hmm. uh, it brought up a Mikasa Takoria, which is uh, 5850 Bloor Street West. <laughs> um, when I actually looked that up, it's not a real place in Toronto. It's actually just some <laughs> random spot where there's a police station, a nursing home, and a church. Hmm. 
So I don't know. Maybe that's some place where uh, the church in the Kimsverse is, and also that nursing home where they went to sell that resting place. Right. And there's Taco Taco, which is someplace on Carlton, but I'm not even going to go into that same sort of story. <laughs> so, of course, we jump ahead, and Nappa's still fiddling with his phone. He adds himself on some sort of podcast. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Meta notices Jung's number still on Appa's old-slash-new phone. So it led me to wonder, did Janet leave it, or did Appa leave it? What do you think? Well, if Appa didn't know the phone number was there, I think Janet purposely added, you know, like... Amma's phone, home phone, and Jung's phone, just so she's kind of giving him that opportunity to maybe call or talk to him, just like that one of the earlier episodes where she told Appa to return the keys to hand yes. or return the card to yep. Handy. So that's how I saw it, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure she would have wiped everything from the phone. She doesn't want Appa seeing her texts. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I think so, too. Okay, so then it leads to the next part, which is sort of off-camera. Do you think Appa called Jung accidentally? Uh, Because, of course, uh, the part where he does call him, Jung's sort of lying down on his seats, thinking that the bass player is going to call at any Mm. time. And all of a sudden, he sees his call. He's like, oh, oh, wait, no, it wasn't. He was at handy at that time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the phone was ringing, and I think, was it it, uh, Shannon that was talking to him? Yeah. 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 And then he jumps over to Kim Shane and he's like, Oh yeah, she called. I didn't pick up. Do you think Appa did that by accident? For sure. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. My dad calls me by accident all the time. <laughs> My mom too. <laughs> and, Good old butt dial. Yeah. And we see we see Appa pulling the phone out from his pocket, didn't we? I don't remember that, but yeah, I yeah. there's no doubt that mm-hmm. that would totally happen. <laughs> not familiar yeah. with yeah. phones. Yeah. Yep. yeah, my problem is that my mom never turns on her cell phone, so she <laughs> never calls me that way. But whenever I need to reach her, it's like, how do I call you? <laughs> so like, if I can't reach her at home, it's just like, well, why do you even have a cell phone? <laughs> true story (laughs) so another important question um so i was kind of questioning why kimchi was giving jung advice because usually jung doesn't have problems with uh girls yeah Mm. he doesn't and uh well i guess they kind of narrowed it down to the focus of e-communication because he's saying e-communication is my forte and if you remember in new tv um (laughs) there was one person he couldn't get the last two digits of somebody yep, yes. yep, yep, so yeah, he, he said he tried all the different combinations so that made me wonder did he text a whole bunch of people like 99 people he might have called like can you imagine he's sending panda emoji to all these different people and seeing what they say yeah, yeah. <laughs> whether or not you know somebody that's going to be weird um so uh those are valid points though that he said right yeah. like don't don't reply right away exactly. and all that right it's That's a, just playing hard to get, though, no? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it is sort of... Okay, so I read a lot of dating articles when I was kind of, like, not dating anybody, and I got a lot of dating advice from friends or whatever. And, uh, yeah, that was one of the common things that I got. It's like, you know, don't call them back right away. And if... Um, I, I guess uh, in Kimchi's point of view, he also says, uh, you know, get one neutral statement one panda emoji and that equals date or something but i can see somebody who's kind of green to dating just kind of sending hey you know you're awesome you're lovely whatever let's go have a date or something that may come off as too desperate i guess that's what he was trying to avoid i guess i don't know i get upset when people don't respond to me (laughs) (laughs) it's like you say you're interested but you're not responding so what's up with that stop playing games no if they if they wait like 10 12 hours before responding that's one thing right but if you if if you get a response like a second later that's kind of scary too right i guess (laughs) i guess it's like were you sitting there waiting at your phone (laughs) waiting that's true another line that kimchi uh, says that I found funny. He says, uh, looks like a hot girl's number has a lot of eights. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> now, the, the part that was funny to me is because I'm I'm applying like that Chinese superstition folklore, whatever that yeah, thing yeah, is. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. The lucky eights. number yeah. eight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so what is that exactly just for people who don't know? Oh, the Chinese thing, I think is it just means rich. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it sounds it, like rich. Yeah, it sounds like rich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's so, just like how four sounds like death. 
Like I remember when <laughs> yep. uh, I, I guess I graduated from university and I noticed there are a lot of bubble tea places and a lot of them use the numbers one six eight and I'm like, how come a lot of these people are using one six eight for whatever reason? It means ongoing rich. Yes. Yeah. I guess the bulk of the episode is really that Jung is not knowing that he's talking with Appa and uh Appa, surprisingly, he does know who he's talking to, right? Mm. If you think about it, um, he's basically agreeing to go along with this. After all these years of kind of being apart and being estranged, he's still he's still texting back and forth with Jung. He's not kind of holding back on this. Now, the question is, would it have been as smooth if, A, Mr. Meta wasn't there to encourage him or help guide him, and B, if Jung realized who he was talking to? Do you think it still would have went as smoothly as it did? I don't think so. No? Hmm. I mean, if you if you imagine that he doesn't even want to see Appa, right? Like mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. there whenever he he knows that Appa might be there, yeah. he avoids, you <laughs> know, going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think if he knew that the he was texting um then he he wouldn't he wouldn't be responding. Mm-hmm. He was responding because he thought it was a hot chick. <laughs> yeah. So and he was giving neutral answers because of kimchi. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think yeah. From if Mister Meta wasn't there, I don't think um, Appa would have texted. Um, like it, it, he would have waited a lot more yeah. or put a lot more thought and mm-hmm. oh should I shouldn't I. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was just having Mr. Meta there saying, yeah, yeah, you should do this or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and he, yeah, that encouraged him. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that was something he wanted to do, but sometimes mm-hmm. you need that extra push, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So It's just like Amma telling Janet in one of the episodes saying, why do you think Appa's always looking out the window across the street? And it's because she's hope- he's hoping to see Jung, right? So Appa does have that inner desire to communicate or you know reconnect with him but then it's also the pride and being the father and everything else where he doesn't want to make that first move whereas when mr meta was there he's like yeah just just reply go tell him this he's mm-hmm. like i don't know what that means oh it's a good place go oh it means he wants to reconnect go mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're, he's getting that extra push and for jung i feel like it's also the pride where he doesn't he doesn't want to talk to Appa because he feels like Appa's just going to yell at him like he did when he was a kid. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I'm a grown man. I don't need to be yelled at by my father anymore. So yeah. I'm just going to avoid it altogether kind of yep. thing. So yeah, if he had known it was Appa, he probably would have been very hesitant to respond because mm-hmm. every time he sees Appa, he does like that time when he was, he bumped into him when he was uh, visiting Janet the mm-hmm. first time. It's kind of like, oh no, he's there. Yep. And then he'll he'll still say hi and whatnot, but he tries to like lessen the communication just so he doesn't get yelled at per se. Right? right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good points. It they they kind of been tiptoeing to to this episode through many <laughs> episodes from like uh, season one mm-hmm. in Upa's Lump when Jung visits Upa after yeah. knowing that he's sick, and of course uh, cardboard Jung when. Appa's chasing after those kids. You know, <laughs> yeah, give yeah. to me my son, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's been everything that's leading up to this. So I, I kind of wonder how they, how else the writers would have taken this. I mean, obviously the the connecting points would have probably led to the same, I guess, eventual conclusion. But mm-hmm. I, I would have been interested to see if if Appa did struggle with it and kind of postpone it. And mm-hmm. then Amma discovers the text and pushes him. I, I just wonder if, uh, how the writers would have like played with that. But mm-hmm. I definitely agree that Mr. Meta and, uh, had a big part in it. And yeah. I do agree that, you know, Jung, he, he, yeah, he doesn't necessarily want, to. I guess <laughs> every son has their own pride when it comes to their dad yeah. that, mm-hmm. uh, they don't want to, uh, admit, being wrong, especially after being away from so many years. So, of course, uh, it leads to that big moment. Um, Jung's in the club. Appa approaches him, and Jung's like, oh, what the hell? Why is my dad here? Yeah. And, of course, they he realizes that when he mentions the Boilermakers that, oh, I've been talking to my dad. Yes. I think it was handled pretty well uh for a kind of reunion thing mm-hmm. i mean they didn't make it too cheesy yes they yeah. didn't try to make them 
have very deep conversations or anything. Yep. Mm-hmm. He just tries to talk about the Jays and, you know, they have a drink and I guess it leaves it at that. You don't really know. But mm-hmm. I think that the writers did the right touch of, um, I guess, the right touch of drama and the appropriate kind of thing because you don't expect some big reunion after being away for like mm-hmm. six, for sure. ten yep. years, right? Yeah. So... I think Jung was also more willing to to continue on talking and not run off because he realized, hey, Appa knew he was talking to me on the text and he wasn't yelling at me or mad at me and he, he was like mm-hmm. trying to actually come see me and he made his way here. So he kind of had that like, okay, I'm letting down my guard. My father's not yeah. just gonna And be to a actually father. see like I don't know. Um, I, I'm trying to picture like if I was Jung and mm. seeing your your dad inside a club, <laughs> right? Like how just un- to see you, yeah. yeah. Like how uncomfortable that would be. Yeah. Like, God. Yeah. Like even me. Like I'm thinking some days when I walk into a bubble tea shop and there's all those young kids yeah. there, yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. so out of place sometimes. Right? Yeah. I just get my bubble tea and I go. Yeah. Right? I never sit there to drink anymore. Yeah, right. Because I feel like, ooh, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm this old person here amongst the, these, these teenagers. Kids, yeah. yeah, right. So, to think Appa's inside this club, yeah. with the, the, the music blasting, yeah. right? That must be uncomfortable. And then, you know, um, just the whole environment is something he's yeah. not Used familiar to, yeah. with, That's right? True. And and if I were if I were young and I, I saw my dad like that, I that alone would would be really like mm-hmm. touching and mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. So um, yeah, I guess to close off that section, I mean, there really must have been some magic in that Poktanju because uh, <laughs> that that whole situation, how they even stayed there to, I guess, enjoy the drink, is really magical because again, but they didn't have a Poktanju. They had a boiler maker and then they had a soju bomb. That's what a poktanju is. It is. It's, it's the same bowl. thing. That's what Appa says. It's, it's oh, boiler makers like poktanju, but it's not as good or mm. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so jumping off to the second part, uh, artsy or fartsy, uh, we have Janet who asks Gerald straight up if he's up for some dim sum mm-hmm. at the Golden Rabbit. Now, the real-life restaurant <laughs> uh, is a restaurant in East Chinatown called the Pearl Court, which you can, if you want to visit it, it's at 633 Gerald Street East. Gerard. Ch- Gerard. Not so. Gerald Street. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Uh, we were actually brought there about two years ago, two and a half years ago, yeah. just randomly by our friend, Manda and Errol, who actually frequent that restaurant, they're they're our other podcast friend, mm-hmm. and um, it, for whatever reason, yeah, they go there every so often, and we're sitting there in this restaurant because we're from Markham, which is a part of the GTA where they're just Asian tons, restaurants everywhere. Yeah, Chinese food <laughs> everywhere. Yep. So we're sitting here in this restaurant in downtown, Chinatown, yeah, <laughs> East Chinatown, and we're like, okay, well, it's okay, whatever. Yeah, and then. We start to recognize it a bit, and we're like, wait, haven't we been there? Did we recognize it? Yeah, we sort of recognized it. Oh. Anyway, so, um, yeah, if you ever want to uh, go there, I know that Chris from episode 15 has tours that eventually mm-hmm. end up at Pearl Court, so you can ask Chris about that. Do, do they really have those carts, the dim sum carts? Uh, We've only no. been there at night. Oh, yeah. no, we did go for lunch one time. Did we go for lunch? We went for like a late, late lunch. That's yeah. a dying trend. Yeah, it yeah. is. To actually have a dim sum cart. A pushing cart, yeah. Yeah, like you can't really, you'll have a harder time trying to find that in Toronto. That's yeah. True. There's like, yeah. from my Because now it's just count. they give you the paper. Yeah, right? And then exactly. you check, check out what you yeah. want. Exactly. Which is more efficient. And yeah, the food for sure. is much fresher, I would think. And I think in that restaurant, it is... Uh, it's it check off, yeah. Because their menu is like, a, it's a menu where... It has everything, including the dim sum, like it's in the plastics. Yeah. Okay. And okay. then you just order what you want and they write it yeah, down. And you can like 24-hour dim sum. Yeah. You can order dim sum. At oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so the push cart was something just added for the episode, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love Gerald's line about the dim sum. I don't like dim sum. The woman with the carts there, they always feel <laughs> like I don't know what I'm ordering. Also, I don't know what I'm ordering. <laughs> 
Uh, just funny that uh, that cut eye that he got at the end of that scene. Yes, <laughs> yes, that, lady, that was yeah. great. <laughs> Obviously, you guys haven't experienced that. I think I have personally, but that's probably for other reasons. Because I'm usually going up there like, what's that? Well, as a kid. Now I know what that stuff is. Like, I'll kind of know the names. That's probably the only Chinese that I really know. It's like Chinese dim sum stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's like people would be surprised. Oh, my God, you know. It's like, you know the word for beef. <laughs> Good job. It's like, yay, dim sum. So I got to throw this back because uh, Janet's kind of, she's so interested to talk to Dree and know more, I guess, about this opening. Why do you think Janet's so interested in the gal- gallery opening? I think it's just her wanting to be um, a part of it just just because. Like, mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, she was like, oh, yeah, I don't really care about it. But then Gerald was going, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And it's kind of like, <laughs> oh, well... Well, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I got invited, but my my phone, you know, I just yeah. changed phones mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I didn't get it. Like all of a sudden, it seems like, why did he get invited and I yeah. didn't? Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think it was maybe more of that. Yeah. And I think it's also like when you know your fellow classmate or whatnot that's doing the exact same thing as you, they're getting like a a spread or a gallery opening. It's kind of like, oh, that's cool. How come I'm not? part of this like mm-hmm. we're all going through this kind of journey together right so why wasn't i asked right and i think it's one of those times where her and gerald's role kind of flip because yes. she yes. gets all the awards she got the photo spread in the magazine mm-hmm. and she got asked to help with that photographer mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas gerald's always like kind of following behind it's like hey hey i'm here too Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's like oh this time gerald gets something so i must have got it right yeah 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 it's interesting that you mentioned the role reversal um because it's sort of another role reversal where usually like when nayang's visiting or the thing with santi the Mm. photographer uh, janet doesn't really try to exclude Gerald, but Gerald's always trying hard to get into yes. it. Yes. And in this yep. time, uh, it's vice versa. Janet's like, you know, how come, how come I wasn't invited? You know, he's mm-hmm. my, you know, uh, he was saying, uh, yeah, she's my roommate. Oh, you know, we're really, you know, best friends. And he's kind of trying to play it down. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you, you shouldn't try so hard. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. so yeah. interesting rule, uh, role reversal mm-hmm. as well as, um, yeah, I found it. Uh, another continuance, uh, well, I guess a continuance of Janet's character is that uh, Gerald was saying about Janet, like she doesn't actually like Dree, the person who's having the gallery opening, yeah. mm-hmm. because she's pretentious, which is kind of a <laughs> continuance of her character from uh, Good Neighbors, where Gerald points out that she's very judgy, if you remember yeah. that she's being yeah. judgy of his girlfriend. Right. <laughs> was she... Was she really? (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, uh, Janet doesn't kind of strikes out in getting to the gallery opening. And Mm -hmm. uh, she has that phone conversation with Jung. And I I like the Janet-Jung interactions because Mm -hmm. it feels very brother-sister dynamic to me. It feels... it, it really does feel like a brother it's sister. Like she got left out, so she has nothing to do. Her roommate's gone. Her friend's gone. Yeah, like, I'm gonna turn to my brother. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. they have this thing where like they're okay with invading each other's space. Like yeah. mm-hmm. Jung and house guests, he's pretty much inviting himself over to bring Board beer game. and play trivia, even though he's not crazy about doing it. He's mm-hmm. gonna go show off. And in this case, Janet's being sarcastic. Oh, I hate those movies. Okay, I'll bring the snacks. Yeah, I'll hate yeah. watch. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but uh, it goes to show, even though she hates the movies, she's still got a really good enough relationship to want to go and hang out with these guys. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she, she's like, I'll bring, I brought salty and extra salty. So I don't know what the heck she brought. I can't picture something that's like, what's a really salty snack? I think she ended up bringing pork rinds, no? Oh, right. They do mention that. Yeah. Right. Right, 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 right. And I think in, I don't remember where, but somewhere, Andrew was saying he's never had pork rinds before. Yeah, and he had trouble chewing yeah, it. It's so it gets, dry. Yeah, it's dry and then it gets funny, right? Because the texture kind of melts away mm-hmm. and gets stuck in your mouth. Hmm. So fun question. 
when watching movies, what are your favorite snacks? Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know yours. What? Well, okay, when we go to theaters, you usually like bringing your own snacks. Yes. It's a very, I don't know, theaters mm. don't have that much choices. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah, it's so I bring my own stuff. <laughs> candy, chocolate, or popcorn. Yeah. Mm. And it's really expensive, candy, yes. chocolate, or popcorn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, like, even if I eat popcorn at the movies, I would rather go to Colonel's and buy like a bag of flavors that I like. Because it's just like, okay, butter popcorn I can make at home. Whereas yeah. like the double butter where it's all caramelized, I can't make that. I would rather buy that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I have this love-hate relationships with snacks. It's like, if I bring a sack, and I like salty, preferably, mm-hmm. then I need a drink. But then when I have the drink, <laughs> then I, I got to go. Because I have probably like the weakest bladder in the world. So I'll be sitting through this three-hour Avengers movie, and it'll be like one hour in, and I'm like, I got to go. I really have to go. I don't want to miss this, but I have to go. So I'll go run out. I'll come back in, and it's like, okay, I lost five minutes. But then I'll start drinking it again. It's like, oh my God, it's like, a two hour 10 mark and it's like oh i gotta go again but it's really good right now i don't want to go so i i don't like to have snacks yeah <laughs> i actually don't care for snacks while i'm watching a movie oh yeah mm. yeah because i just i'm i'm the type i i i want to focus like a hundred percent on the movie <laughs> So um, my family knows this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like to be interrupted, mm. right? I don't like questions. I don't like <laughs> don't missing. Talk to me. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're talking and I, I miss someone saying something or whatever, <laughs> I, even though it's probably like a totally, you know, un, mm. it's not an important part yeah. of the movie, I still hate it. Like I have to hear every single word. I have to see everything. So so eating kind of takes away the focus, <laughs> the concentration. So of talking that. about personal characteristics and consistency. If you ever have the pleasure of doing an escape room with Ed Beauty, <laughs> that that pretty much follows suit with their escape room habits as well. <laughs> yeah. Do you now no drinks? one wants to play with me anymore. <laughs> no. No, you're guaranteed to pretty much escape or be close to escaping mm-hmm. or told that you would have escaped. <laughs> So, again, I I love uh, this section or this episode with Kimchi, really, because it Mm. really seems he's really one of the grown-up ones in this episode. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, usually he's the goofball and not really thought of, like, the grown-up one. But, Mm -hmm. of course, character consistencies on this, like, number one, he's he's being a good friend. He's taking out even his sister, sorry, his best friend's sister, which Mm -hmm. I guess they're good friends, too. Uh, to go to dim sum, even though he wants to sit there and watch Pirates of the Car- Caribbean. Mm-hmm. But he wanted food. No? Uh, not necess- I don't know. He's not really picky, I guess, to be fair. But, <laughs> uh, you know, he'd be, he's willing to go. Yeah, I think given on- the choice, he probably would have stayed and watched yeah. the movie instead. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Hmm. And, uh, you know, another consistent thing is uh, he's not interested in fancy things. Uh, Again, he was trying to reason with Janet that why would you bother going to this wine and cheese party with all these, like, fancy schmancy people? Mm -hmm. Uh, And same sort of thing, again, when they had that party at their place, he he didn't care for having wine and cheese Mm -hmm. as well. He Mm -hmm. just wanted to keep it simple, have all his random crap around <laughs> his place <laughs> but he did try to be fancy schmancy when it came to the girl he had a cheese board oh yeah he yeah. bought wine from a box <laughs> that's different though when you're trying to impress the girl is totally it's a little bit right? different yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so of course they got the rose guy who approaches them as they're eating dim sum and they ignored it uh which i'm, I'm trying to think about it i haven't been approached by one of those guys in a while like Downtown. I actually found that really surprising because, um, first of all, the only time I've seen that is usually in like really touristy places. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the second thing is Chinese restaurants don't yeah. usually let those people in. <laughs> yeah. Where's the dim sum cart girl at that yeah. point? <laughs> <laughs> to run him over. <laughs> That's true. They would have shooed them away. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of surprising, but whatever i think east like east chinatown downtown area they they have a lot of these random things and i think even the chinese restaurants they as long as they're not causing any sort of disturbance or whatnot they wouldn't mind because i remember going to a faux place in east chinatown and 
Yeah, there were there were these people that co- comes in and gives you the sign language. Oh yeah, booklets, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I, they're signing right. to me. Of course, I don't know what they're signing, and then they're hoping for mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. for oh, it. And those, they did yeah, do yeah. that, and it's in Chinatown. So okay, yeah. Okay. But the rose thing, I don't. Has that ever happened to us? No, no I, right? I don't think so. Yeah, so it hasn't happened in like I don't know how many years. But we don't eat at those areas. Yeah, so. not anymore. <laughs> we stay uptown. <laughs> <laughs> where it's not so far <laughs> i love the screen chemistry between andrew and andrea uh because it really feels like they're playing off uh, as a goofy brother sister combo mm-hmm. and uh i really am looking forward to what they do with season three mm-hmm. because yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it would be awesome to see them have more scenes they just seem to flow really well mm-hmm. just like the whole jung chi thing and uh you know they they bring up little things like janet's crush on kimchi which is <laughs> nice that they brought that back from the previous episode yes mm-hmm. and uh you know again kimchi tries to play the big brother to janet yep. and mm-hmm. uh you know even to the point of going to encourage her to talk to dree yeah. and ask about the show and mm-hmm. um it led me to ask because dree kind of kind of plays it off i i and i have to ask this question because i interpreted it one way do you think dree was really having introvert problems or was she just kind of not interested in janet at all i would say the latter yeah yeah because yeah. like she barely even notices janet she's like do you even go to school at ocad like mm-hmm. so she she's like who is this person that's like hanging around me right yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she was just totally not interested. Yeah, mm. she doesn't remember her name after yeah. just meeting her, like, the same afternoon. And, yeah, she, <laughs> she just didn't want to have that conversation. Yeah. She's like, how did the... So, how did the gallery go? It's like, mm-hmm, yep, okay, yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm going to go over there. But it is awkward, right? Like, if... Okay, if it's someone that you barely know and you just met once that afternoon, let's just say, mm-hmm. and then you bump into them... You might say hi, but if they're asking you all these questions and you're in a huge group of people, usually you're supposed to introduce this person, right? So, like, mm-hmm. how, how do you handle that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean... I'm I, not saying she was nice. I'm just saying, like, it, it was a very awkward situation. <laughs> I think it would be even more awkward if she really were introverted, especially for yeah. me. If somebody I didn't really know approached me because I'm very introverted, I'd be like, okay, hi. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to look back in my phone. That's kind of what Tree was doing, wasn't it? No, she was kind of sitting there just no, looking yeah, at her. Yeah, I, I didn't get the impression that she was introverted, actually. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah because even when um the, the first time we see her right? she's sitting there and she's surrounded and she mm. seems like she's chatting with the other yeah. people right so it, it was just yeah I, I just think she didn't care to be you know get to, to know to Jenna, Jenna anymore yeah. that's true and at that point uh, she she kind of throws kimchi under the bus yeah. you know, he's my brother's friend he's single he doesn't really know what art is and i was just like oh what are you doing and yeah it's, yeah it's one of those things that uh i can see manda our friend just going Janet, what are you doing 20 year old but um yeah, and then of course, and then Gerald comes in. And then I'm like, Gerald, you, you're, you're a douche, man. You totally ditched Janet to like. She asked you to go to dim sum, and then you show up to dim sum with these artsy fartsy people. But I mean, he was he was asked to go to the gallery opening, and he was committed to an event, right? So it's not like they're a couple or anything. So if he's going to an event, and then the after thing was going to dim sum. Yeah, but he could have still told. Janet. Janet, hey, we're going to dim some too. Did you want to join us or How something? How do you know that that was discussed earlier on? I don't know. They could I... have discussed it during the gallery. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I still found it is a douchey move, though. <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't cool that she bumped into him, but we don't know the circumstances. And Gerald's not a bad guy. <laughs> and uh, I guess it closes off. Janet apologizes to Kimchi and everything just all works out. And she brought him a rose that had bugs in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make sure if I ever get one of those in the future, I'm going to check for bugs. <laughs> so jumping to the last part, uh, of course, it's uh, dealing with um, 
I'll just call it the dog for the <laughs> most part because calling it a name will be confusing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Amma discovers that there's this dog that's underneath. And I, I don't know how this happened. The The box is toppled over mm. and the dog's somehow in this box kind of running around running around and like there's snacks on the floor like it boggled me i I sat there for like five minutes really trying to figure out how that would have happened but it's like that's not going to be interesting for the podcast let's not talk (laughs) so um and and it's really clear that Emma has like no love for like pets like Mm -hmm. she just wants this dog out of the way yeah but um and i kind of identified with this because um (laughs) (laughs) no kidding (laughs) Well, jumping back to my parents, uh, my mom had no interest in getting pets for us uh, when mm. we were when we were kids because she grew up uh, having a lot of dogs and cats in her house in mm. Korea. And uh, when she came here, she's like, you know, what? I I don't want to deal with all that because she knew as kids we'd probably be like, Mom, I don't want to pick up the poop anymore. I don't want to walk the dog. So we never got to that point of having pets, and I always thought that I did want to, but. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about our current situation a little more. But <laughs> how, how did your parents feel about pets from the get-go? Were they accepting? Did they try to prevent you from having pets? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it was always... We never had pets. <laughs> like, never. Not even... No fish, turtle, <laughs> wow. hamster, like, anything. It was just... It was just a... Um, in the unwritten book of rules <laughs> that there were no pets allowed. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. And then um, I kind of, I kind of uh, did a jerk move. I, <laughs> I, I found my, my, um, the dog that I eventually bought. Um, and my mom happened to, um, she had a tooth extraction that day. Oh. So she couldn't talk. Oh, no. <laughs> so I called her from the pet store and I'm like, hey, I found this dog and I want I really, really want to bring him home. And mm. she was like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I kind of did that. Mm. Um, never, ever tell my kids that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I brought I brought the dog home against their wishes, very much against their wishes. Okay. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, they. Um, have you ever heard? It? So my dog's name was was Fluffy, and um, mm. all my friends actually called him King Fluffy, <laughs> uh, and rightly so because he lived a life like a king. My parents <laughs> ended up loving him to pieces. Mm. That's awesome. So yeah, a little different. I, I think it's different. Like for Amma, it's like it's it's. Um, I would see, if I was a store owner, I would see yeah. the dog as a pest. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Because um, don't know if there's... dirty. Yeah, exactly. There's the cl- cleanliness factor. Yeah. There's um, there's all sorts of merchandise that's mm-hmm. put at a low level yeah. at the store, mm-hmm. right? It's going to knock stuff edible. over. Yeah. yeah, there's food there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you like, if I was a store owner, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be exactly like, oh, look at this dog. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, so... <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah. yeah. I'm in a completely different world ever yes, since I was young. completely different. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was young, my dad had fish in the house because it's very like feng shui. We had like a giant fish tank. It was bigger than me. Um, and he would replace it if anything died. So eventually when I wanted something, I got like little turtles and it was really scary. One turtle bit another turtle. Um, anyways, and then... I I never cared too much for turtles because it's like you can't really do anything with them. You don't really touch them or play with them. Yeah. So I convinced my parents to get me a hamster instead. So I did have, I think I had like three hamsters. So the hamsters' lifespans are only about two years. So every time one died, I got a new one. You'd be the friend I'd be jealous of. Yeah. So all (laughs) friends always came over because my parents weren't really home. They owned a restaurant. So they knew it would be nice to have a companion for me and Mm. for something for me to do. So that's what I had until my parents were divorced. Then um we took care of a friend's dog for a little while and my mom was like okay you seem to really like them and her boss's son's girlfriend got two dogs at the same time one she bought as a puppy and then one she was given 
And the one that she was given, it was like a little older. It was over a year old, but it was a Shih Tzu that was fully groomed and she was gorgeous. The fur was long. Whereas the one she bought, it's a puppy. It poops, it pees, and it still had curly short fur and it wasn't mm. as pretty. So she gave up the not so pretty one, even oh. though she Aww. bought it herself. Yeah. And then my mom's boss already had like two Pekingese at home. So she's kind of like, uh, I don't really want to be taking care of a third dog. Mm -hmm. And my mom's like, oh, maybe my daughter won't mind having it. And the funniest thing wow. was when they told me I'm getting a Shih Tzu, I kind of like try to research and find out what this thing looks like. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's all pretty and cute because all the Shih Tzus on the internet are like well-groomed, long-haired, like, you know, to the floor and so nice. This thing, he was like, poor thing he was like shaven in spots because like she didn't bother combing him or brushing him so he had mats oh, so no. he like just had ball spots everywhere and she kept feeding him human food so he was oversized because he grew too oh, much dear. and i'm like i remember seeing him for the first time i told my mom what is that <laughs> what is that staring at me and then as soon as he entered our house he peed and i'm like oh my god <laughs> what is happening <laughs> But he he grew to be a very sweet dog. He was very he treated himself like a human, um, but he was very nice and he was very good. And when he passed away, it was very hard for mom mom to accept another dog. But I think after a year or two, she kept talking about other dogs she sees when she goes out for walks or she goes to the park. So I brought another dog. Mm. But before it's that, sorry. I also bought a cat <laughs> i negotiated a cat when i was going off to university and my mom didn't want me to go to waterloo so she said if you go to u of t or york then you can have this cat oh my and gosh I'm like, hilarious yeah because i was under 18 so i wasn't allowed to purchase the cat on my own even though i had the money so we bought my cat who i still have she's like 17 years old now <laughs> wow <laughs> and yeah, yeah. and she my mom let me have her, and I went off to Waterloo anyway. <laughs> so yeah, there was that. And then yeah, over the years, I, I've bought like other cats as well. So currently, we live with two cats and a dog. She comes into Shannon's part later when she brings home Carol, and yes. it's like yeah. The two little guys will be terrified, but... Yeah, the two cats. <laughs> yeah, so we can relate with that. Yes. <laughs> the dog that roamed into the store looked like a Shih Tzu. Yeah, it yeah. did. Yeah. It definitely looked like a Shih Tzu, but it was better groomed. It was a short, like, mm -hmm. groomed to have yes. short hair and yes. stuff. Yeah. According yeah. to Jean in Twitter, it, it's apparently like... Um, I don't want to call it a show dog because that's not... It's an actor right, dog. An actor dog. Yeah. So. Oh, Wow. Apparently, that actor dog was really smart and really well behaved. Mm -hmm. So, Shih Tzus are very smart. Yes. And they're hypoallergic. So, yes. So, <laughs> like sheepdogs. Totally counter what Appa said one episode to uh, Mr. Chen, who also owns a Shih Tzu. He's like, Shih Tzu, yes. very stupid dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're very smart. They're really? just barky because they're small, right? <sighs> <laughs> so if you'd like a barky dog contact me at what you talking podcast hey! <laughs> we don't have a shih tzu we have an american eskimo <laughs> so if you like american eskimos contact me at what you talking podcast at gmail.com yeah. uh so uh we we're we're kind of jumping in into i guess the old the older characters or Mr. Meta, Alpa, Amma's kind of views and pets mm -hmm. uh, as this dog. And how the heck is this dog keep or Coming how back. the heck are these customers letting this dog constantly back into the store? Uh, Mr. Meta shouts out, street creature. Alpa's <laughs> <laughs> point of view, he's like, you know, the other day I see dog on a baby stroller and baby on a leash. <laughs> Which I'm sure we've all seen. Yes. Yeah. 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 There's dog strollers everywhere. And um, uh, she's not taking in the puppy dog, uh, puppy dog eye. As she's like, it's not going to work. And Appa's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's true. true. So she tries to pawn it off to Jung. And um, <laughs> of course, selling it as a happy birthday gift. Which is funny. <laughs> yeah. And uh, of course, it's great that Shannon's coming in. And mm -hmm. I really like Shannon this episode because we got a bit of, well, not so much awkward Shannon, but she got a lot of great lines out of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, for example, a lot of these lines when she's talking about the dog, I didn't know if she was talking about herself 
or the dog like for example like oh who's this girl girl who needs cuddles to feel better about herself yeah. who's gonna give me those cuddles yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm like first line i'm expecting oh, she's talking about the dog. no she's not what okay that's funny <laughs> and then about the instagram who's gonna get their own instagram account i am and carol will be heavily featured yeah. <laughs> this is great yeah yeah uh when the owner comes back, uh, the owner of the dog comes into the store with the posters. I found it sort of out of character for Amma to not be empathetic about these sort of things. Because generally, Amma, uh, she, may, she may lean one way completely on an episode where she, it's kind of like, okay, she's not kind of in the right moral compass. But then she often feels empathetic about something and then she'll... she'll lean on being like the good christian and doing the right thing mm. right mm. and uh it i guess that i'm jumping ahead to the to the ending where this is a sort of my nitpick about this episode about the whole payment thing when uh she's come back to uh, uh get the reward money to get her dog back i would expect i'm on that kind of part again being the good christian kind of like here's your dog don't worry about the money uh, but instead, she's like, she's ready to take that money. And Shannon instead is that person like, oh, no, we wouldn't think about it. You know, mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. glad that you got your dog back. So anyway, that was my nitpick about this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it felt out of character. But I don't know what the writers were trying to achieve. Maybe uh, what they're trying to achieve was um, some sort of friction between Shannon and Emma to be played out later on. Or I'm reading too much into this. I felt that, like, it's kind of a view writing into, like, pet lovers versus non-pet lovers. Or animal lovers versus non-animal lovers. As an animal, like, lover and pet owner, you'll you'll understand what it's like if you were to lose your pet. And mm-hmm. then, like, to find it, to be reunited, that feeling. So, I can understand why Shannon was like, oh, no, it's okay. Don't worry about the money. We're just glad you, you know, you found them. It's like, oh, you found your kid, right? Kind of kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for Emma, I don't, I didn't think it, it had so much to do with being Christian or, or, like, a moral compass. Like, if... It's like a finder's fee. You get it. And it's kind of like the whole face cream thing all over again, right? She was getting the face cream from Korea and yeah, then she marks it up oppor- and sells it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an opportunity for money. Yeah. So thanks for joining us, Anne Beauty. Thanks for having me. Mm. It was fun uh, fun to, to dissect the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have any comments, questions, or stories to share, uh, email them to whatyoutalkingpodcast at gmail.com. Or tweet me at MyQN82. If you're looking to reconcile with somebody, use a drink that's delicious, debilitating, and velvetally smooth. Pokdanju at a LCBO near you. Until the next time. Okay, see you.